Hey friends, I hope you're having an amazing day. This is a shameless plug going out to my free downloads. I just loaded up cycling snacks. So these are a great way to make your own healthy snacks for a training inside, outside, or for the family. So go to askcoachsylvie.com and download them today. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast. So I thought I'd do something different. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to talk and my shirt is going to completely clash with that picture behind me, but who cares? That was, by the way, made by my late uncle Rial. Very talented guy. Anyways, so today we're going to be talking about um, breakfast and the benefits of breakfast as an athlete or for anyone. Now this kind of prompted me to do this because A, I think it's the most important meal of the day. I was also, um, my mom never let us leave the house without a proper breakfast. And I mean like proper farmer breakfast, like everything, eggs, bacon, cereal, toast, like you name it. So it's super important and I have, went through my life with that importance and I distill it on my kids and um but so but there are other people who think differently and there's no right well there's there is a right way but there's you know it's just the way you think about it and maybe kind of the trend you're following so here are the seven benefits of eating breakfast and this goes for everybody most importantly everybody, not just athletes. Now, number one is a fuel and nutrition. So, you know, basic formula for breakfast is you pair carbs with proteins. Now that's your eggs, protein shake. So, you know, you have like a homemade toast or fruit, things like that, or granola. Um, these are the things that I like to do for breakfast. It'll happen. One of three things will happen. One, I'll make a meal replacement shake that has everything I need in it and I don't have to worry about it. That's number one. Number two, I'll make an eggs and toast and avocado. Number three will be some sort of cereal or granola or oats with protein shake, like protein powder. So that's something Oh, and Sundays is pancakes, but there's always protein powder in it and syrup. So those are my three go-to breakfasts for the week. Okay. Now the thing is that, you know, carbs give our body the energy we need to get started and your brain, the fuel to take on the day. Also protein gives you the staying power because it 
it is a slow release type of energy, right? That helps you feel full until your next meal. Now here, like I have in the notes, um, some ideas and they're low fat milk, yogurt, cottage cheese for protein. And they, these are also half carbs. If you ever look at their nutritional consistency, have carbs or protein. So I would add an extra protein, um, scoop of protein in there. Always. I always do that. And then there's fresh fruit or veggies again for like for carbs, but then I would add like a protein shake, um, nuts or legumes for even more protein, but also you get the fats. Um, so now here's a question um, about eating before the gym in the morning. Now it's completely up to you. Now, if you're going out for like a 45 minute strength exercise or a walk, or maybe a light run, you probably wouldn't have a full breakfast. So like you'd want to have something in your stomach, or maybe you might just do it. Like if it's 45 minutes, I probably wouldn't do anything. And I would come back and have a, a breakfast, but I wouldn't stay empty after that. Um, I would never do a hard workout on an empty stomach. I would take like a scoop of protein, um, peanut butter or something, or half a banana, half a bagel, something to be in your body and also electrolytes. So something in your water. Now, the thing is that if you, um, are missing meals, this is where it comes in. And I think I mentioned it in the next couple ones is that you're starting to miss the nutrients that you need. Okay. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people are into this fasting thing and there's not an article out there that talks about athletes and fasting in the same section set in the same article saying that it's good because we all need know that athletes, what, no matter what you're training for, if you're training specifically, like you have 20 hours a week, you need the energy. You need the protein for recovery. You cannot afford to be missing out, right? So, um, you know, protein is also great. Like I take a protein shake before bed. It helps my metabolism, my muscle development, my bloating, um, increases, uh, I said metabolism. Yeah. Decreases bloating makes me feel, um, uh, like, uh, satiated. So I'm not hungry later on. And, um, it's a good practice to get into. It just gives you extra protein in your day. Now, number two is a healthy weight now. And like peanut butter on your toast and coffee does not count. Do you hear me? That doesn't count. Okay. Um, you know, it has, it says that people over 40 are what, you know, if you're wondering why you're losing muscle mass over the age of 40, like I work with a lot of women over 40, I'm 51. It's because we are, if you get into something like this, you are depriving your body of nutrients and proteins that you need to get the results that you're looking for. 
Okay. If you start cutting it out, like you want to fast and you want to starve yourself till lunchtime and then stuff all this food into your body. You think that's going to help over time? It might help in like a short amount of time. Like if you want to do something like that to break like a, a plateau, like just to change things up, I would suggest something like that or do like a keto thing for like a couple weeks that, that creates like a bit of a change in your body. Okay. If you hit a plateau, you need to change it up. Um, but like I was saying just before that if you start eliminating food or meals, it means that you're starting to eliminating the amount of like, how are you going to get the proper amount of fiber, iron, potassium, magnesium, calcium, all these nutrients that you need in your body for your body to function properly on a daily basis. If you are removing meals, okay, you can't possibly eat everything over one, over one sitting, because if you go back to my episode a couple weeks ago about gut health, you know, imagine having all that food sitting in your stomach and your gut trying to process it like a thousand calorie meal to make up for all the, everything you missed during the day. There's reasons why you eat meals during the day is to provide good gut health, keep your energy level up. Okay. And if you're looking like, if you think that cutting this out just because you want to lose weight, there's a proper way of doing it. And missing your breakfast is not one of them. Okay. You want to be making sure your breakfast is on par and number one, and you've got energy for the day. And plus, you know, it helps with your bone density and your muscle development. So if you're out there wanting to work out and tone muscles, well, you need to be eating for it. You can't, you can't like deprive yourself and then decide that, you know, uh, wonder why you're not getting the results you're getting. Okay. It doesn't work that way. Okay. If you look at bodybuilders or high or athletes, they don't starve themselves and they do very well. High performance, like your performance, high performance could be their high performance, right? And building muscle, releasing weight, eating the right proper food. Um, all right. Number three is controlling your blood sugar. So if you haven't eaten from the night before, say since six o'clock, go all the way 12 hours to 6am, you wake up, you don't eat till seven. I mean, nobody expects you to roll out of bed and then stuff your face. Nobody does that, right? Get up, have your coffee, eat breakfast, leave or take breakfast with you. Okay. But the thing is that you're breaking a fast from the night before. So that fat intermittent fasting, you know, holding yourself out to like nine, 10, 11 o'clock, um, just prolonging yourself is not a good idea. You know, I see a lot of people do that, but they don't eat well when they're, when they are eating. So what is the point, right? So eating breakfast helps keep your blood sugar levels steady during the day. Um, whether you have, let's talk about diabetes, you know, like, um, that's a whole insulin level, um, 
it happens from your food um, <clears throat> and you need to keep your blood sugar level balanced so that means you know a lot of protein in there um, the right amount of carbs for sugars and for people who um, have normal glucose test results this might help you avoid insulin resistance which can lead to diabetes um, so eating a balanced meal like you know balanced throughout the day five meals um, drop in spikes in your blood sugar can also affect your mood so remember the hangry person you don't want to be the hangry person you want to be nice and even keel you want to go through those spikes in the afternoon um, when you're eating like a high carb lunch and then you know you're starving in, in like an hour and you go for the chocolate um, so it can you know affect your moods make you more nervous grumpy angry anxious um, and then number one two three four <coughs> it's good for your heart <laughs> okay it's good for your heart you should be doing that recent studies show a link between breakfast and heart health in 2017 the journal of american college of cardiology reported that people who skip breakfast are more likely to have anthrosclerosis say that fast don't worry it's in the show notes that's when your arteries narrow and harden because of the buildup of plaque <clears throat> it can lead to heart attack and stroke these people are also more likely to have bigger waistlines way more and higher blood pressure and cholesterol levels so if you're gonna miss breakfast you better have a healthy lineup for the rest of the day okay don't think that you know skipping meals is the answer to losing weight it is not you will cram on those calories those pounds faster you know what's happening maybe that's maybe there that's related to high blood pressure which over time can re raise your odds for heart problems or maybe without breakfast you'll have a harder time getting the recommended amount of dietary uh, daily fibers. So that goes back to number two, healthy weight. You start removing those meals. You start removing the nutrients that you need, like the right amount of fiber. And we all know that the majority of North American adults get only half of the fiber that they need. And that keeps you healthy. <clears throat> Another study from that found breakfast skippers have a higher risk of heart disease also points out that they are more likely to smoke, drink more alcohol, and exercise less. Two, unhealthy habits can lead to heart problems. And this is where I want to talk about culture and also habits that were distilled in us from our parents. So I met a lot of people and I work with a lot of women who, as they were young, they weren't encouraged to eat breakfast or there was no breakfast um, for whatever reason and later on in their college lives they just never ate breakfast because they're too busy and then now in their adult age they tell me i've never eaten breakfast i have not eaten breakfast in so long it's not a thing i do and you know what you're gonna have to relearn it 
relearn, reteach your body to be able to consume food in the morning. It's not an excuse. You just like decades ago decided this wasn't good. And now it's become a habit, a really bad habit. So taking that habit and making it right. So reteaching yourself, relearning. We can all relearn bad habits if you want to. So and um, so and also following these trends, intermittent fasting, fasting, low fat, low, low carbs, low fat, no carbs, no fat. Like all these things are so bad. The thing is that it's it's in us to make better choices on the food. You need a protein. You need a carb. You need fats. You need vegetables. But you can overeat on all of them. So portioning out serving sizes. You see this all the time. It's a real thing. <laughs> so try it out. Uh, if you need to get a special plate for it, then do it. Um, the next one is having more energy for work, your day, school, whatever it is ahead of you. I can tell you that if I don't eat breakfast by at least 10 o'clock, and sometimes it happens because I'm downstairs working out and I get into like doing all sorts of other things, I am hungry. And it's not because I want to, and I, you know, like I can feel myself being hungry and that growling your stomach's not good. And it feels like you're going to eat yourself from the inside out. That's not a good feeling. That's bad gut health. So, um, kickstarting your day, boost your metabolism, mental health, focus, brain function, energy levels, and you know, insulin levels. So these are good things right? You don't want to, you know, that brain fog stuff. Well, that's real too. And it's real if you're not putting good energy food into your body. Okay. Um, next one, setting yourself up for success. Take some time to learn about some good recipes or, you know, the proper amount of proteins. Maybe you do have to spend some time to weigh things out and pre-prepare your protein. That can go a long way. I don't recommend carb counting because that can get obsessive unless you use it as a tool, but it is a great tool and educational way to learn about what a portion size looks like. If you're looking like, okay, I'm going to eat five ounces of protein. <clears throat> you need one gram of protein per pound. Okay. I'm 130 pounds, 130 grams. Okay. 130 grams equals until I don't know how many ounces, but start weighing it out. Start calculating. No. How many eggs, how many does, how many grams is in two eggs, three eggs? How many grams is in sugar, uh, sugar, <laughs> um, eggs, uh, what was I saying? Protein powder, meat, All right? Kids are home. Um, so things like that, eggs, I said eggs, what the hell was I thinking? Fish. Anyways, it's about learning and educating yourself. And then the, it, then the carbs learn about the carbs that you eat. How much can you afford to eat of your favorite carbs? And that's why, um, calorie track or carb tracking for at least a week is a great eye opener to finding out 
how much you've been consuming in a week of your proteins, carbs, fats, sugars, fibers. And then you can adjust. You're like, oh, dang, that, uh, that granola bar, fuck. <laughs> That's 30 grams of sugar. I only, um, the right amount of sugar for a woman a day is 25 grams. I can no longer eat that bar or I need to find a, a better replacement. Stuff like that is educational. So you can educate yourself, use it. If you want, message me if you have questions, if you want to track yourself for a week and then say, Hey, Sylvie, can you look at my stuff? Can you give me some feedback? I will do that for you. It is so eye opening. Um, and it also helps you get back on track. Like you've fallen off the wagon a bit. You're like, Woo-hoo. and, um, I usually do a cleanse day or two that help me do that. But, um, if you find you're starting to overeat, you're noticing it. Cleanse days are great. Uh, only one to two days max, but tracking your stuff is even greater. Cause then you can like, okay, <laughs> let me pull the reins in a little bit. And then last one supplements. Now supplements means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Iron, calcium, magnesium, B12, fish oils. These are all supplements guaranteed. You're probably taking one of them. Now protein powder is a supplement and also like, I love using, um, like meal replacement shakes. I've been using them for 10 years. I fell in love with them after my third child was born when I was going down a slippery slope of like depression and stress and not eating and um, tiredness. And I don't know what was happening. I knew all the stuff. It was just weird. And then I was introduced to the shakes so that I could have a quick, fast meal as a new mom. And I absolutely loved it. I haven't looked back. I've used it to stand on the stage with a rock, rock and body. I've used it compete on my bike. I I use it every day. There's collagen, there's immune booster, there's greens. There's all these things that make life so easy. And if you're into being like having an easy life with your food and not making it complicated, add a shake a day. Oh my gosh. It can be the best thing for you because you're like, Oh my God, maybe it's the breakfast that you don't have a hard time with. I'm like, okay, what if I could make a shake and eat it in five minutes? Would that be good for me? That would be really fucking good for you. I can share what I do. You have to message me if you're interested, um, on the podcasts on Instagram. But with that, I hope that helped those seven benefits of breakfast. If you've been sitting there going, yeah, I need to add it. Or you're like, ugh. I don't believe in that. Well, look, look at where you're sitting. Does it equal to what's going on in your body? Just because you believe that that doesn't matter anymore. And you're, you're training, uh, every other day, you're going to deprive your body. You're going to start, it's going to start like you're going to start reducing the things it needs and then it's going to respond to you and give you something back (laughs) in the way of an injury or burnout or sickness, something. 
So it's good to listen to your body. It's good to fuel your body properly. Um, you don't have to overdo it. There's ways you can hold on and, and track yourself so you're doing it right. Um, there's people you can talk to. Um, you can hire a coach that's into that. Um, yeah. So with that, have an amazing day. I hope that helped. And if you have any questions, please feel free to message me on YouTube. Um, this is, will be on YouTube. It's on Instagram. Um, you can reach me just about anywhere. And, uh, but the best place is Instagram. Don't forget to follow and share this with somebody that maybe you've had that discussion about breakfast with, and they need a little bit of an eye opener. I mean, this is breakfast is a non-negotiable, should be a non-negotiable for, for students, right? Um, coffee is not a breakfast substitute. Neither is a cold slice of pizza, if you know what I mean. So with that, love you all. I'm so excited about this year. I just want you to have the most amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.